Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. And I'm Leslie. I can see you now. That's nice, isn't it? Put Con- your eyes in. Contact. Put your eyes out, whatever you did there. That was weird. <laughs> My eyes are fine just you don't. Yeah, you don't wear no. contacts, do you? 2020 so. vision, they call me. 2020. Who calls you that? I do. <laughs> I honestly, no word of a lie, I used to do, my party trick would be stand at a bus stop and I could tell you every bus that was coming from miles away with a number, with my eyesight. What? People used to bet me, bet you can't see, bet I can, that's the number 69. Screwed. <laughs> Loads of people. <laughs> Just people. People did. Friends. Great party trick. People at the bus stop. Hey pal, bet you can't, what, what, what number's that bus? No idea. 21. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. What a party trick. Well, just saying. Honestly, if you were to get me to do it next time we're out somewhere... I'll test you. Just go, what's that say? To be fair, it's not really a party trick, is it? It's not something you can whip out at an everyday birthday party and be like, like, come on, come on, everyone out the house, everyone out. Right, see that bus? It's not just a bus, it's anything long, but you could get tiny wee right and put it on a wall, I'll be able to read it. (laughs) Oh, this is episode 32. (laughs) (laughs) We're at number 20, the phonics. Word gets around. Top 20 level. Top 20. Oof. It's kind of... Um, Are you feeling a bit... Emotional? Yes, yeah, melancholy, right? Like it's a bit... Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Melancholy. Exciting. Also nerve-wracking. Because, you pressure's know... Pressure's on. Pressure's on now. And if there is a bad album from here to number one... We're screwed. Well, you are. What you, not so much me. Whoa! Because I'll be the one that gets angry. Okay. No, we're good. We're good. Because if, if any of I, these... I think it's it's more the pressure from the listeners in terms of I think it was okay for us to get away with weird stuff maybe in the top you know fifty to thirty okay you can throw in you know this audio web okay yeah, yeah that was okay I'll let you away with that one but top twenty these better be good yeah so when white on blondes in the top five <laughs> do you think the high's that gonna go. It's not going to go well. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Last week, which is airing today, Travis the Man Who. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still none the wiser. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to run back to that album. But I would run back to, to Travis's last album. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. So I would I would listen to that again. Um, I, I'm curious to know what the, the feedback is around that episode. Yeah. It was a long one and I, I, we covered pretty much everything that Travis ever did. Um, so it was good to talk about them. Any, any takeaways from you? No. <laughs> it's, I can't. I just can't. Hopefully there's none of the other bands that you'll be like, ah, hmm, hmm, hmm. No, I think that's just... Yes. Oh, for Christ! I can't do it. I can't. I don't know what to do about that. Okay. I'm glad it's. I'm. To be honest, I'm glad it's passed. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. So, I went and saw Peter Hook. Yes. So I went and saw Peter Hook do Enjoy Division, uh, orchestrated at the Opera House, uh, Sydney Morning Herald, which I know you like to sort of <laughs> check in with. Three and a half out of five. That's what they gave the streets. Right. Um, 
they kind of gave the same feedback as the streets. It was more around the sound, I think, aspects and the way the, the strong the songs were laid out. I sort of felt the the the, the review was how I felt. It was if you are a diehard Joy Division fan, you would have you would have had an excellent time. It's really um, well structured because you have elements of the very raw Joy Division sound. Mm-hmm. And then you have the beautiful orchestral, and they had a, a female sort of operatic singer. Um, her name's Mika Miller. She was a phenomenal, beautiful singer. So it was quite, it was quite mm. lovely the way they'd done the arrangements. Things that were a bit weird for me. Um, they had a singer called Bastian Marshall who played, played, who sung Ian Curtis. Yeah, right. But he looked like and acted and danced like Ian Curtis. Oh. So it was quite. And what they did was they went, okay, not let's not do too much of that. So they maybe got him in one every five songs to do an original sounding Joy Division cover, which was good. But at the same thing, it was a little bit unsettling. Not unsettling, but just yeah. uncomfortable. Um, Peter Hook. Okay. So he sang a lot of the songs, which was okay. Um, he had a backup bass player. Okay. Which is unusual. So you would you would look to him playing the bass and then he's standing there not playing the bass. Like 75% of the, the actual concert, he doesn't touch his bass. The other guy in the back row, in the very corner of the stage, he plays most of the bass, which yeah. is quite unusual, right? That's weird. And then the other part, small factor, was if you've ever seen a bass player be the front person of a band. There's a reason why they're not. It's quite unusual yeah. to watch a bass player be the front person. But I will say, the uh, I talked to some people before it, I talked to people during the intermission, they were loving it. and There was an intermission? There was an intermission, yeah. And a concert? Opera house, you know. And then, the, there's never normally. Uh, anything orchestra-wise is an intermission. They need, to, they need a wee break. It's very strange. What? Every concert I've been to at the opera house has never been a break. I wonder if they had a break at the Royal Albert Hall when he did play there. That'd be interesting. But anyway, there was a break. So I was standing... First of all, I was the youngest person at the gig. Yeah, right. Right? So I started talking to a few people, asking what they think and stuff like that. And this guy... Two people both saw them in 1979. Two separate comments. I saw Joy Division in 1979. I'm not even born yet. Wow. I'm maybe a twinkle, but that's about it. A wee twinkle. (laughs) So I think for fans of Joy Division, it was, I think they're going to really enjoy themselves. Anyone not so hardcore, I'm not sure they would. So interesting gig. Good to see, but just, yeah. Right, I've got a challenge for me and you. I'm willing to do it first, right? So we've got a listener called Andy Goulding. Now, he's right at the very start, and he's obviously picked up on our feelings around the Boo Radleys. Now, many have tried to talk us and sway us into the Boo Radleys, unsuccessfully. Now, Hashtag convictions, hello. Well, yes, but Andy has convictions, and he's asked and sent 12 tracks, 12 ultimate Boo Radley tracks for us to listen to. Okay, so I've got it. I'll you didn't tweet send it. them to me. No, no, no. Because I know what your answer would have been. But so they're not addressed to me. I don't have to do it. No. <laughs> so you didn't send it to me. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to listen to these. I, I said I'd do Does it. Does he want me to do it? I don't know. I'd, <clears throat> if I like them, would you listen to them? 
No. <laughs> What'd you do? Let's let's be nice. Let's give it a shot. He's picked twelve tracks that obviously mean a lot to him and that he thinks are the best of the Boo Radleys. There's nothing from the Wake Up album. That was his caveat. There's nothing from there. I'll do it. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I don't know your capacity, but I'm gonna try and I try and do this this week. I'll do it this week. Okay, cool. I'll send you the list. Good stuff. All right, so I will we'll, do it. We'll report. Does back. he know? Is he prepared? Is he prepared? Because, like, if I don't like them, <laughs> so if they if they mean something to you, like if it's sentimental, if it's your wedding song, don't feel down. <laughs> if I literally rip it to bits, <laughs> so if that is so. Just 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 want to preface that if there are real sentimental moments that you don't want to be ruined about those songs. Get in touch before next week, before I literally destroy them. Because that's a possibility. <laughs> Again, it, I'm not going to do it deliberately. It is. Because if I like them, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I, there's a high chance. I did say to you, way back when, there's a couple of good tracks off King Size and Giant Steps, and mm. you went, mm. no, no, no. So this is some of those tracks, so, you know. Okay, I'm up for it. All right, Andy, good stuff. All right, we're going to do that. I've got an open mind. Uh, we talked about A and B squads, if you're a Britpop yes. band. I just want to get your thoughts because we've had some some conversation around it today. So Alex, aka the Mizzo, did it. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, well done. A team. The manager is Radiohead. Okay. Manager of the A team is Radiohead. Yeah, he's given he's given managers right. So uh, Radiohead. I don't know. Okay. So Oasis is captain. Yes. Blur, Pulp, Verve, Manix, Manson, Travis, Stereophonics, Supergrass, Sleeper, Ash. Okay, everything but Ash. Okay. Uh, the B team? Yep. Manager is Prodigy? Ooh. I don't know. Embrace is the captain? Ooh. Cast, Charlatan, Suede, Shed 7, Lightning Seed, Seahorses, Skunk and Nancy, uh, Blue Tones, Long Pigs and Garbage. Right. So first of all, I'd be putting um, Shed 7. So I'd transfer Shed 7 for Sleeper. Oh, so you would drop Sleeper, put Shed 7 in the start and 11? Yep. Okay. Gone. And I would do the same with... Um, who was the person at the end? At the Ash. Team? Ash, gone. <laughs> Reserves. <laughs> if they're lucky. You'd squad. To be honest, they'd still be in the under 12. You'd squad, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I'd promote um, cast. Okay, interesting. Not the charlatans? Oh, yeah, I forgot, didn't hear that. Okay, charlatans, yeah. Oh, no, they're in the A-team. Okay, cool. All right. A um, couple of comments around Manson. Do you think they deserve to be in the first team? In the first team. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because if we're thinking about it in terms of, like, longevity... I understand your If point. we're talking it on one album, yes. Yes. If we're talking it... If we're talking about the A-team of Britpop, no. So who would you have in... You'd kick out Manson... And you've got Embrace. You can have Cast back in there. Cast in. Cast in. All right, okay. Embrace wouldn't even be in it. They wouldn't be in your top 11? No. Okay. I think Just that's, I think that's fair. The one album. Manson Within and Embrace. That... In our podcast, if we talk about them, it's because we're basing it on albums mm-hmm. and ones that we love. Okay. This is, for me, this is a... There has to be longevity. Okay. You know, performance over time. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you had a bit of homework around. I Are you excited about your oh. homework? You can't wait for this. Hmm. 
So what was what were you tasked with? We have Britpop Banter's Mercury Music Prize. Oh, we're going there first. Is that not what I was to do? You can do it if you want. Do you want to do your least favourite first? Oh, yeah! <laughs> do you know how much fun? It's not fun because it was annoying, but and I realise how many songs that I actually don't like. I've had to narrow it down to my top ten. That was a lot. It is. It There's a lot hard. of bad songs out there. So... What I want to preface this with is I didn't put the obligatory Who Let The Dogs Out Barbie Girl in because I think everybody knows everyone hates them. So I don't want... Ah, so this is different to the rest, what you specifically dislike. This is like what I hate. Okay. And some of these songs will be people's favourites. What I didn't want to do is just do things like, you know, Agadoo and um, like Barbie Girl because that's easy. Obvious. Uh, Because everyone will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are songs that genuinely I hate with a passion and if I hear them, I want to cry. <laughs> and they're 10. They were actually nearly 12. But I can talk about them. But I'll talk about my 10. In no particular order, but I can do that if you really want me to. No. Number no. one. Hero. Enrique Iglesias. What? Yeah. So, can we, can we... Can I tell you a story about this? Yes, please. So, when I was at uni, <laughs> I lived with um, four flatmates. There was five of us in a house. I... They liked Enrique. We still love him. He's beautiful. Um... <laughs> And they liked this song, and I hated this song. I came home from a shift at Tesco. They'd each bought the single. They each put it in their CD player. <laughs> and they waited. And when I walked through the door, they all pressed play at the same time. Brilliant. Good move. Brilliant. Hated it. Worst thing ever. That is fantastic. It's just feral. Lyrics are feral. He's feral. Song's feral. Okay. Number two. Handbags and glad drag stereophonics. So annoying. I don't know why you hate this. Your version is not the real version. It's horrible. Though. You do this like... It's like Cartman singing it. That's why I hear. I actually really like that song. I hate yeah. it. Okay. I don't want to miss a thing. Aerosmith. <laughs> I think the disclaimer about wedding songs just hit, right? Just awful. Oh, okay. Creepy song. It... I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. I'm I'll... sleeping, you weirdo. <laughs> like, that's gross. Number four. I'll let it go because I'm not. I'm an Aeros. I love. I love Aerosmith. I'm not a massive fan of that song. It's hideous. Because it's just yeah. I'll, I'll roll it out all the time. Go on. Four. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Deep blue something. Yeah, you spoke about this. Hate it. Most irritating song I've ever heard. And I said, "Wait a minute." And she said, "Remember?" That? And I caught the bus and she went. Home. Shut up. <laughs> Five. Govinda. Cool shaker. Oh, they had to make it in there. Six. Thunder, Imagine Dragons. The worst song of the last five years. Oh, all I know is Radioactive. Oh, and no. I really like that Have song. Have a little listen to that. What's Dragons go like? Like Thunder. Oh, Thunder, sorry. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. <laughs> it's awful. Worst song in the world. Worst song in the last five years. Easy. Easy. Up there with that song, Geronimo, which nearly made it. Oh, Geronimo. Say, Geronimo. Oh, that one. <laughs> it's in that bracket. Seven, My Sharona by The Knack. Oh, it's a fair call. It's, it's a the fair worst call. song. Yep. Number eight, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Shania Twain. Music for? Stupid people. Apparently. Which I told a girl at work today. And? When you can go to HR, but guess what? <laughs> 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 How has no one come at you for that? All right, go number on. nine, teenage dirtbag, 
by Wheatus. I'm just a teenager. They were here last year too. That's disgusting. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. Ten. You're beautiful, James Blunt. Even he knows that. Like he, uh, he is the best on Twitter. He is the best. Takes the Mickey out of himself. Come like great comebacks when he's attacked. Fantastic. Nearly in there. Go on. Sweet Caroline Neil Diamond. Yeah, did we talk about that last week? Horrible. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. So there. Any arguments there? No, I I would love. I think I'd love more. I think we should create a segment where it's Les's biggest gripe or just something you just go off, right? <laughs> I no. The thing is, I don't disagree with any of those. No. Um, no. Yeah, fair play. All right. Anything else? Shall we get into song of the week? Yeah, because at least that's going to be good. It's fantastic. So it's our boys, Mercury Machine. Oh. Who we reviewed quite a bit ago. Who I just I think it's it's one of my favourite albums of the year. Like I just I have so I, the the songs I still sing. I still listen so to the strange. album. It's just it caught me way off guard. I just yes, I love it. Yes, because when I sent you it, hmm. I was like, mm, yeah, you're th- not going to like this. It was a good week because we had Moonlight Parade and Mercury Machine the same week. It was a great week for music. So. Uh- uh, who are they? They're an 80s inspired dark electro band from Manchester um, Think about Gary Newman, Depeche Mode, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um, We both loved their, their self-titled album It's on Spotify, go out and listen to it um, they've got Or a buy cu- it Or buy it, of course, yeah, give them money um, They've got a couple of gigs coming up They've got the 25th of August at the Maiden Manchester Festival And the 28th of September at Extra Fest in Sto- Stoke-on-Trent so here's Fictional Mind from Mercury Machine. And remember, if you want your band um, to be played on our podcast, all you need to do is just tweet them and get them to send us some music. Here you go.
myself as a good friend Reality as a new tale You point the way, lift the veil I stand before you, not for the first time And without defense, won't be the last time Your name is fair Almost there. We are going counting down 30 to number 11. You ready? Yeah. Let's fly through these, right? Well, number maybe. 30 was Nirvana. Yep. Number 29, The Who. Oh, I like The Who. Have you seen the movie Quadrophenia? Nope. You need to watch that, please. Haven't you got that? I should probably... Yeah, you should. It's an amazing movie. And the soundtrack to that, The Who. Okay. Aliens. Lovering. Robots. Over us. No, there isn't. It's about mods and the rockers. And it's got a really young Leslie Ash in it, and it's got Sting in it, and it's a really good movie. Leslie Ash. There's a conversation for another day. Okay. 28, The Clash. Oh, yeah, The Clash. There's a lot of good bands here. 27, Prince. Prince. Now, I'm struggling with Prince being 27. Okay, higher or lower? Higher. Okay. Okay. But I'm, I still can't get over Bowie being so low. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's sort of set the benchmark, right? Number 26, The Ramones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Number 25, Fats Domino. <laughs> Why is he above David Bowie? Number 24. You've not answered my question. I don't know. I didn't make the list. Okay. But, uh, um, okay. Number 24, I, I can't talk to these artists. 24, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. See, this is... I get it, there were like moments in time, and then at that particular time, great artists probably created music. That was rock and roll, and mm. I get it all. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell me that, like... Anyway, I'm... Yep, next. Number 23, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, no. He... Nah. Honestly, <laughs> he... Like, so... The boss. Rubbish. Born okay. in the USA. Overrated, can't stand it. Number 22, U2. 22, U2. Mm. So, ga- why didn't we get tickets? I don't want to go. I don't know. You, no, I see you with the- Yeah. Is he not doing a solo thing yet? We've got to talk about his new single. We'll do that later. I like it. Big U2 fan. Yeah, but you said you didn't want to go because that album. I know, you didn't. I didn't like that all anyway. That's a whole no, other thing. Oh. Number 22, U2. You happy with that? Uh, yeah, I actually am. Good. Number 21, Otis Redding. Oh, I love Otis Redding. Oh, talk. Yeah, go on. Sitting on the dock of a bee. Oh, yeah, okay. 
He's one of the most beautiful Motown singers of all time. Okay. I'm halfway through your Motown playlist. Oh, hey. awesome, cool. Mm. Uh, number 20, Bo Diddley. If, what is that? Number 19, The Velvet Underground. Velvet Underground. I wasn't, I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I wanted to be into them because it was cool, but I'm not. Okay. Number 18, this one I'll get you, Marvin Gaye. Oh my God, Marvin Gaye. I absolutely love Marvin Gaye. Okay. Like, read his book. You should go to read his book. Okay. He didn't write it because he's dead, but someone wrote it about him. Okay. So what are they called? Uh, biographies. Um, cool. And it's one of the most moving, poignant, because what a troubled lifestyle. His dad was a cross-dressing vicar. Really? He was like, so he was really religious and didn't want Marvin to be in music. Thought it was like the work of the devil while he sits in the living room with a dress on. No worries. Um... Oh. Would beat was really religious. Would beat the wife, oh. beat his mum. So he didn't like his dad. Then his dad was like cross dressing, wouldn't tell anyone. Then he was a little bit mentally ill, and then he shot him. Wow! So his dad killed him. Oh, okay. Sure, I knew that, but and Marvin Gaye. You got the book? Um, Give me that. I don't think I've got it, but I. How many times you read it? Once, because I know the ending. <laughs> um, jeez. Um. Hear It Through the Grapevine is an incredible song. And Mercy, Mercy Me, What's Going On? Like, that oh, album. Yeah. Like, if you, you've you just... It's... Oh. Number 18-ish. Are you happy with that? 18? I would have them higher. Yeah, okay. Number 17, Muddy Waters. See, I'd have them higher than Muddy Waters. Okay. Number 16, Sam Cooke. A change is going to come. Higher or lower than Marvin Gaye? Oh, no. Me personally, I'd have him. Ha- I'd have Marvin Gaye higher. My dad would have Sam Cooke higher. My dad loves Sam Cooke. Lovely. Listen to that voice. It's like velvet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, number fifteen, Stevie Wonder. Oh no! I saw him live. I'm not playing that joke again. Um, I absolutely love Stevie Wonder. He's uh, like, uh, yeah. I'm loving all of these because I just love all that kind of music, Motown music. Number 14, Led Zeppelin. Oh! <laughs> they should be high. They'd be in the top 10 for me. Oh, really? Okay. I used to have the Stairway to Heaven poster. Yep, okay. Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page is the most talented guitarist to have ever lived. Okay. Love Led Zeppelin. Absolutely love. Will always be sad that they won't be a band that I would see live. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think, like... Robert Plant's voice, his, like, I just think they are the ultimate rock band. Wow. Number 13, Buddy Holly. There is no way that, for me, he's above Led Zeppelin, Jesus God. Cool. Number 12, The Beach Boys. Now, um, I get The Beach Boys. You get it? I get why they're there. I don't like their music. But for the time. I get it. Talented. You don't think it's God aged? only knows that. Like, yeah, God only knows. Yeah, okay. Beautiful, um, but I'm not a fan. Okay. Number 11, and we'll cap it here because next week we'll do the top 10. Number 11, Bob Marley. Bob Marley. He's a legend as well. He's another he? backpack soundtrack. Yeah, that he really is. Oh, Could you be loved? How many times did you hear that in a youth oh, hostel? God, too much. Um, I'm really worried now Especially about Oasis. Byron Bay. Being... Oh, are you... You don't think Oasis is going to be in this top 10? Uh, yeah. 
I'm worried about the top ten because I'm really struggling to think who could be left. I know the Beatles are left okay. and the Rolling Stones will be left. Okay. Um, I thought the Who might have been there. We've talked about Bowie and Prince. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have we? Said, we've said Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it till next week. Mm. Am I going to get angry at the top ten, or am I going to go? Oh no, I get that. That makes sense. I think you'd get that. All right. Look at there's some quality in that, right? That is really. Right, let's do your homework, the Mercury Prize. Thank you. So, this is a great section, um, and I'm really happy with it. So, and I, you can and see... This is a great section, section for... Because I think it's great, because what it is, is it's um, contemporary, and it's up with the times, and that's what the people want, so... Who wants it? The people. So... <laughs> I think it's good timing because we've spoken a lot about the Mercury Music Prize, sometimes slagged off the winners, not yes. really understood it. So yes. I think what's good about this is this year we're actually going to engage with it. We're going to fully engage. We're going to be a part of it. We're going to do it. And what we're going to do is I'm not going to put it in a spreadsheet, but I will take notes around the marks. Yes. And then we'll announce the winner. Oh, good. I'm glad. Okay, cool. But what we won't do, what we will do is we'll get the top three. Okay. And then we'll do a poll. And then we'll see what the listeners think we will like before we give the results. Okay. So. Can they calculate it by the simple ratings? That no, because I'm not going to tell them the last two. And then they'll have to figure it out. Okay. So, anyway, I'm going to think of a way that we can get them involved as well. Who? The people? The people. <laughs> anyway, this year's judging panel includes Stormzy. Okay. Oh, well, geez. I know. And Annie Mac. Love Annie Mac. Love, love Annie Mac. So that, I don't know who else is on it, but that's the panel. So I just want to recap the nominees. Two of these are grime albums. And Stormzy's on there. Annie Max not grime, and there's more than him. So okay, right. he only gets one vote. Good. God, do your maths. Um, <clears throat> Anna Calvi, Hunter. Black Midi, Shalang Kim. I'm just giving you a recap. Kate LeBon, Reward. Dave, Psychodrama. Foles, Everything Not Saved, Will Be Lost, Part 1. Fontaine's DC Doggerel Idols Joy as an Active Resistant Little Sims Great Area yep. Nail Saturn Seed Ensemble Drift Glass I'm looking forward to that one Can't wait for that one <clears throat> And This week we obviously had Slow Tie yep. In the 1975 So Slow Tie Who are they you'll ask <laughs> So he's one person <laughs> This is what happens He's going to this weird Like news reader boy <laughs> So Tyrone Come on Frampton he was born in 1994. He's just a youngin. Um, <laughs> Young whippersnapper. Yep. Better known by his stage name, Slow Time. He's an English rapper from Northampton. Mm-hmm. Um, he was included in the BBC Sound of 2019 poll, Enemies, Enemy 100 list for the year. Mm-hmm. And he's also received acclaim from publications such as DIY, Vivo and Metro. Okay. His solo um, debut album... Is very much around Britain's exit from the European Union. Okay. Um, and what, we had a good listen to it. Nothing great about Britain. Okay. Yep. So, thoughts on that? We've really slowed down this podcast. Right, okay. Um, so talk about that, then we'll talk about 1975. Let's get into Slow Tie. Okay, did you see what The Guardian wrote about this album? It's got great reviews. Yeah, I know. Five out of five. Few hip hop, few UK hip hop debuts are complete without a heartfelt depiction of the artist family. Frampton sounds close to tears discussing his mum's struggles mm-hmm. on Northampton's child, but elsewhere approaches the topic from a notably different angle. 
Um, clever, bleak, funny, bracing, aware, aware of a broad musical heritage, but never enthralled to it. After you hear nothing great about Britain, it's even more obvious why Slow Tie stands out. Five out of five, The Guardian gave it. Go on, do you want to talk first? Yeah, Go on. so for me, I was like, well, I'm not going to like this album. Um, but I do. So, they're good song. there are a lot of great songs in this album. So the album, lyrically, he's a legend. It's clever, okay. it's witty, okay. it's confronting. Okay. Um, nothing great about Britain. At the very end, did you notice he calls the Queen a C-word? Like, yes, I did. And I was like, oh, how did you get away with that? Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm a fan of that, the Queen's a legend. Um, but the lyrics in that song, Doorman is a great song, Dead Leaves, Grow Up, Toaster, Peace of Mind, Northampton's Child. This album grew on me. Um, I'm not probably the, I don't know, the audience that people would assume that grime music is targeted at if we're honest it's not going to be in my top genres no I really like this album I think he's very clever I think um, musically I don't mind it like it gets too much Um, but if I I could I I would go back to that album I think what he's got to say about a time Mm -hmm. that we're going through now is I think it's important and I think it will be important to the people that will buy this and will listen to it um, in terms of a moment in time. So for that, I will give Slow Tie a 7 out of 10. <laughs> I was, I did have 6.5 and I'd scored out 7, but I feel I want to, I do want to get, I want to give it a 7. I feel like, yes, it's not my normal, but it's gritty, it's raw, and he's a talent. Okay. Say so you did pick a couple of the same songs I liked. Dorman. Um, gorgeous, peace of mind, missing. Like those tracks. There's a couple of things that I, I genuinely, same as you. I think some of the bits are really clever. I think some of the the mer- melodies and the beats are actually pretty pretty good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really disliked is he does quite a lot of of. It's not monologue. It's like recorded conversations between songs or even over songs. And so it's just two people having a general chat. Yeah. And it really annoyed me. It drove me up the wall. Just like, get on with it. Just get to the next. But anyway, yeah, it's not my type of music. I won't be back to it. Ooh. Um, four out of ten. Four out of ten? Four out of ten. I won't be back to this. Okay. I mean, I'll never listen to this album again. To your point, yes, the, the lyrics are there. He's obviously very talented. And I think he's got a market, you know. And I think he's, I genuinely probably think he's got a really good chance of winning this. But it's not for me. That's it. Okay. Shall we get into the next one? Oh, yeah. So, 1975, English pop rock band, originally from Cheshire, now based in Manchester. Um, got lead vocalist, guitarist, uh, Matthew or Matty Healy, um, Adam Han, Ross MacDonald and George Daniel, also in the band. Um, this album that we're talking about, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships, um, has been released to critical praise. Pitchfork, eight and a half out of ten. You ready? Go. A brief inquiry ends with I always want to die sometimes the most life affirming nineteen seventy five song to date. 
Its familiar fist-pump theatrics bring to mind the Glastonbury levelling power of another one of Manchester's most imposing bands, Mm -hmm. Oasis. Stop. Foot. Pause. Mm, Let's not put them in the same bracket. Unpause. But but this is more than a tribute. Healy takes the broad ambition and jubilance of a classic... um, Oasis song and turns it inward with words that acknowledge the metal it takes to simply get through the day. Words that could only come from him. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half out of ten. So, Enemy gave it ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Uh, so, same, same as you. Uh, I just, I don't even want to read it. What am I missing? So let me just say, it's okay, I'll just give you my quick opinion. It was a struggle. It was an absolute struggle. I was at the gym, put it on, because I thought, well, you know, I've got to lift some weights, it's not ideal, I'll be in the background. Couldn't do it. Put slow tie on. Oh, slow tie would, would make magic. you burn, burn some calories and get but some muscle. Definitely. I struggled, like I really struggled through it, and I went, what am I missing? And it's, because I was reading loads of reviews, I read a review in The Guardian about a writer who'd, Slated them at the beginning and said, I'm glad I hated them because now I knew what I was missing and now they're amazing. The most important band to come out of the UK in years that I don't understand. Yes, they're talking about similar things. Is somebody say like a slow tie is talking around and other, but I don't get it. Only tracks, give yourself a try, was fine. Got it. Two time, two time, two time, whatever that was. That's okay. <laughs> Love it if we made it. I did like that. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's quite good. That's song. nice. I always want to die. Sometimes is a good song. Got it. The other ones in the middle. What's that? What? What am I listening to? You've nailed this exactly the same as how how exactly I feel about this. It's annoying. I've put so this is this is we usually write. I'm like, what do they sound like? Right. And I've gone hard to describe. They use a lot of different styles: boy band, Coldplay, Michael Bolton, jazz, dance. It's really annoying, and I think they're trying to be clever. Yeah, like, they are. They, they're just with the, the different. So I don't think we're smart enough to get it. I, I really don't think I'm smart enough to understand this. So same as you, give yourself a try. How to dry? Love it if we made it, and I always want to die with the tracks for me. Overall, the album is way too long. It uses way too much for Kodar, which is one of my pet peeves. Yeah. The minute I hear that, you 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 go on. I can't stand it. Annoys the crap out of me. Uh. It's pretty cheesy. The I like America and I like and America likes me get stuffed. Like oh. I mean, I mean seriously. And there's the one in the middle that's got that really annoying. The man who married a robot is a blatant Radiohead fitter happier ripoff. Mm. It's a blatant ripoff. They've just and I just got it. Oh. Four out of ten. <sighs> Two out of ten. Right, so Kev, two out of ten. I'm not doing well. I now. don't think the 1975 are going to win our Britpop. So they won. Think. So I, I got the. I said they won enemy prizes. They didn't. They won the Brits best group and best album. Wow. So we are missing it. Like I just, I don't get this. What did you give Slow Tie? Four. Okay. Four. Slow Tie is just not music for me. It's a sim. That is. That's all. This is. I'm not. That's not music I'm going to go back to. The 1970- But you've got to be a judge on the panel. 1975, I just don't like. There's okay. a difference. I don't like. Music not for me. Okay. So this week... Oh, what do I have? What do I have? Anna Calvi, Hunter. Oh, that would be nice. And Foles, Everything Not Saved, Brilliant. Will Be Lost, Part 1. Awesome. Okay. 
So my so how do I do this unbiased then? I'm like Well I did it in terms of look, slow tie like it's not my I if I think it's musically great, I can understand why what the hype's about. I think he's a real talent. It's not gonna be always one of my favourite albums. I give it a seven for other reasons. But isn't the how's the judging panel doing? That's that? what they do. They don't just I'm just being like I'm trying not to be all I'm trying normal to... about it. Like you're way you I do are. I will probably listen to a couple of tracks again. I think I think about other albums I've given a seven I really like them it deserves a seven because it's a solid album in its genre and I totally understand the hype about them so that's part of my reasoning I wanted to do the same with the 1975 because the things I was reading it was this, this band are going to is, take over is, the world is the, what I was listening to I was like is this the new modern day boy band equivalent like is that do we, I, I don't I'm not in the UK is there still boy and girl bands and have, have we not had any for a while? And this is the new, so that vocoder, the way they do different styles. I don't think and... so. I think like, they're meant to just be, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, I've got, I don't know. We're Leslie's, missing We're missing a trick. Leslie's one-liner, I don't know what you're doing. I don't. Shall we get into good stuff? Shall we go guilty pleasures? Woo! Donna Ray of Light. So I got it wrong. I said it was. Um, I was. I was talking about Confessions of a Dance Floor, and I said it was produced by Jax Leconte last week, which is wrong. It's um, our boy Mirway. Mirway. Jax Leconte did an awesome Confessions um, remix. Um, so Ray of Light. What do you think? No, this was um, produced by William Orbit. Wasn't William Orbit. He stayed with her a couple of albums as well. You can tell. You can tell he has a great influence on this album. A great influence on this album. This, for me, is the best guilty pleasure so far. Great song. Substitute for Love. Swim. Ray of Light. Skin. Nothing Really Matters. Best song on the album. Sky Fits Heaven. The Power of Goodbye. And To Have and Not To Hold. Amazing. Okay. Don't like Ashanti. That's annoying. No, I don't like Ashanti either. Um, And then I can't remember what I've left off there else as well. But um, nothing ever matters. Nothing Really Matters is a great song. I forgot. You forget. Frozen. I can't believe I didn't say that. Frozen's on there. Power of Goodbye. Power of Goodbye is amazing. Nothing really matters is amazing. Uh, Nothing really And it catches you off guard. You forget it's there. And then it hits and you're like, oh my God, I forgot this. That's a great song. Sky Um, Fits Heaven's amazing. Yes, Sky Hits Heaven. Got that. So I've got Shanty was a bit meh. I I didn't like that. To Have and Not To Hold, I thought was average. Little Star and Mirror Girl. No, no, don't like them. Yeah, okay, cool. What'd you give? Seven out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten. Wow. Best guilty pleasure so far, and it still holds up today. Well done, Madonna. Well done. Well done, Madonna. I know. Didn't think we'd be saying that. Uh, we've got listener. You ready for this? <laughs> I don't sure. know how this is going to stack up. So we got Jody. So actually, a couple of people have actually sent this to us. It's now on the list. Um, shampoo. We are shampoo. You ready? We're going to do this. Shampoo. Which is which is are they Britpop? No, no, but none of these. No, I know, but that's. The... Oh, as in, should we have them? With the... It's very funny. Yeah. So, do you remember anything about shampoo? Yeah, that didn't like them. Okay. So this is going to go well then for. But then actually. I might have changed. I feel really mellow today, right? So I feel <laughs> I'm open. Brew Radley's, bring it on. Anything else? Yeah, you did. Like I feel like you know. Not uh, not about Divine Comedy's final hurrahs. That we got suggested to us. I mean, who was that? I mean, that was an outrage. 
Oh, Divine Comedy have got great final hurrahs. Yes, they do. My final hurrah when the album ends. <laughs> it's me that's doing the final hurrah. Me, loud and clear. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Also, just to call it as well, I've been going back with Jody just to see if um, they want anything asked on the, the to say anything on the podcast, right? Jody, so nice, said, I just want to give a plug to Tim Woods about his book. Oh. Loving the time of Britpop. There you go, Tim. How nice is that? Actual shouts out for someone and else. And it's a great book. I enjoyed okay. it. Yeah. Okay, so Britpop one-liners. Let's go. Britpop one-liners. It's a bit of junk. No, that'd be funny. No. That'd be funny. Travis. Okay. Mine's is just blank space. <laughs> Asterix. Blank space. <laughs> Uh, so we're one week behind So let's go through What everyone thought about Travis Imran A great band With some classic singles Lisa Cracking Scottish soundtrack To an era of good memories and times Lovely now I know No, that's nice That is nice eh? Ian Good at the time But a singles band Rather than an album band And the songs Have not aged well oh. David Perfectly fine But not dangerous And maybe a little bit too safe The Mizzle Mum's favourite Britpop band Oh no To be fair Yeah uh, Simon, their fault, the start of easy listening. Oh. Chris, brilliant chill out music that I enjoy more and more as I gradually age into chill out music. Matt, dull, predictable, and overrated, partly responsible for the rise of the horrendous Keen and Snow Patrol type of bands that littered the post Britpop years. Oh, no. Yeah. David Watson, The Man Who, one of my favourite albums, and I listen to it every week. Who's that? It's David. Every week. It's life tough, David. Oh, don't be like that. Obviously, we like it. Stu, a bit wet. Tam, <laughs> always had a soft spot for them as a Glaswegian, and although they're a bit weak, I've never actually disliked anything they've done. Huh. Simon, one of the best albums of the era, stunning and heartfelt. I love this album. Stands the test of time and doesn't date. Emmanuel, the third. Band of my life and one of the most important influences. His second was Oasis and the first was Embrace. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, big call, eh? Yeah. All right, this week's album, you ready? The Phonics, Word Gets Around. No, no, no. You ready? I am very ready for this. You, I, when I came through the door, you were pumped. I'm pumped for this. And the reason is, this was never a favourite album of mine. Mm-hmm. I had, like, loads of my friends loved this. Everyone that I grew up with, they were all, I love Stereophonics, this album. His voice was really annoying, mm-hmm. and I didn't really think I liked it. Mm-hmm. And it's grown on me over the years. Um, obviously, for it to be where it is. And then, listening to it again, talking about last week with Travis, that an album that I didn't know if it aged well, mm-hmm. this does. Okay, okay. This ages well. I agree. I agree. And I think... Are we talking about this now? Um, I, I was, pro- this was... This was a big album in our school, but I don't, I don't think it was for me or you. No, and I used to always get... It was in everybody's car. Like, like eight for years. And it was always getting played everywhere. And I was like, oh, I don't have to listen to this again. Why? Why do you think both me and you... Didn't gravitate to this album when we were a bit younger. I don't know. Like I, I honestly, a lot of it was because I'd heard it so many times it was irritating, okay. and his voice annoyed me. 
at the beginning. I'm, I'm not, I feel that that's what it was. I also think I had blinkers on in terms of the other bands that I did like, and they're not like that. Because the albums with Quirky is a bit different. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the same as the other albums that I was mm-hmm. listening to in Stereophonics were slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did think... I know, I think it was mostly his voice and I didn't really resonate with a lot of the songs. But now, digging into this now, now you find out what some of the songs are about. You're a lot, bit older. Yeah, a lot of meaning to this album. It's different now. I listen to okay. it with different ears and with different... <laughs> Would be dumb. Um, with a different mind frame. Like, okay. Okay. I'm not 17 now. Yep. No, you're not. I sometimes feel I am. Yeah, I was about. <laughs> but I'm not. Let's get into it. The album cover is a collection of images with Hangman in the top left and word gets around in the bottom right as the, the phrase in Hangman. Released on the 25th of August 1997, it's their debut album. What followed it was performance in Cocktails in 1999, which got to number one. The label was V2, the producer was Bird and Bush, and the tracks, 42 minutes and 12 tracks, got to number six, Les. Didn't get to number one this album. Okay. How long was it in the charts? 161. Wow. <laughs> you ready for the charts? Yeah. Okay. So What's what the year? Yeah. So we are in 1997. Oh, this is going to be banging. Uh, <laughs> albums first. I'm in such a good mood today. You are? Yeah. Blurring the edges, Meredith Brooks. I'm a bitch. I'm is a mother. It? I'm a blah. I don't care. <laughs> Number nine, Backstreet's Back by Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's Back, alright. You are in a good mood. Get you past Travis into the top 20. Number eight, Radiator by the Super Furry Animals. Oh, that's a nice song. Mm. Number seven, Always On My Mind, The Ultimate Love Songs by Elvis. Mm. I love that song, Always On My Mind, Suspicious Minds. Yeah, yeah. We can go on together with Suspicious Minds. Number six, Word Gets Around by the Phonics. Number five, Mouth to Mouth by the Levelers. Well, no, there's a band I never took to. No, me neither. Yeah. Okay. Bit fiddly D for me. Bit fiddly D? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, OK Computer by Radiohead. Oh, you know. Number three, Fat of the Land. Jeez. By the Prodigy. Number two, White on Blonde by Texas. Number one, Be Here, The New by Oasis. Apart from the Levelers, what else? You Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. And Meredith. I might listen to that. That's okay. a cracking job. Okay, singles. It's like it's like time stood still. Because when you read those albums out, it's Great like albums. I've never moved on. <laughs> What's your music taste? 1997. Oh, but it's 2000. It's just 1997. <laughs> What's your favourite genre? 1997. <laughs> You're not... Well, actually, maybe you don't want to stay in 1997 because these singles are <laughs> shocking. Number 10, When Doves Cry by Genuine. What? Is that a version? Is that the... Yeah. That is an amazing Prince song. I think they did it justice. Okay. Number 9, Freed From Desire by Gala. Freed From Desire. Your incense is purifier. Is that what she said? My incense is purifier. I think we've talked about this before and you were getting the lyrics wrong if I remember I, I've no idea I don't know My 
mind senses purified. Mind and senses purified. I thought it was like my incense is purified. <laughs> my incense is purified. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Karma Police by Radiohead. Oh, beautiful. Karma Police. I don't Arrest this man. Uh, number seven, free DJ Quicksilver. Num- number six, I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans. Aww. Number five, Traveller's Tune by Ocean Colour Scene. Uh, four, I Know Where It's At by All Saints. I Know Where It's At. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where that goes like. Okay, number three is Honey by Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Chumba Wumba Tub Thumping. Oofed. What is it? Oh, you can't say oft. I still get really sad about that tea in the park song. Story. Oh, the story I told you about them. It's a shame. If you haven't no heard. one should ever go to get that. No, it is pretty rough. I mean. No, no one. Just don't go. What do you mean? I don't go and watch them. Like, if you don't like it, don't go. Well, garbage were on next and people were there for them. I don't. Just I... go and get a hot dog, get a beer, go to the toilet, and yeah, lie okay. down. Okay, number one, you ready for number one? Yeah. Men in Black by Will Smith. Oh. Still want to be in 1997, Liz? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do in the album chart. All right, Phonics. So the Phonics currently have four piece from a village in Wales called. Cumanan? Sure. <laughs> I hate it when we get Welsh places. <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, so it's a formal quote, former. Coal mining village So it's quite complicated at the start And they went through quite a few changes and iterations Before we got the actual phonics So Kelly Jones, vocals Stuart Cable on drums Lived on the same street when they were young teenagers And they started jamming together Then another Then uh, got another three people in To form a band called Zypher Apparently Kelly left the band As they played a gig while he was on holiday And he wasn't happy so Kelly created a new band called Silent Runner with the rest of the band. Silent Runner is a great name for a band. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Stuart went to another band called King Catwalk. Apparently Stuart got fired from that band and started to talking to Kelly again after waving at each other while on the bus. Oh, I know, I always read stuff like that's lovely. So they reformed again with Mark Everett instead on bass. He didn't last long with the band swapping him out for Richard Jones. They decided that they didn't need a second guitarist, so when that person left, they stuck with three, Kelly, Stuart, and Richard. So in 1992, they started doing local gigs under the name Tragic Love Company, taken from their favourite bands, The Tragically Hip, Mother Love Bone, and Bad Company. You didn't like The Tragically Hip? I didn't. So I was on um, the soundtrack podcast with with Chris, and, and he made me listen to The Tragically Hip. Really bit massive Canadian band. And I'm quite surprised that actually they made it to Wales. Although I think one of their albums was recorded. Anyway. Well, I don't think they went to Wales. Well, no, they went. <laughs> uh, you are in a good mood. All right. So they started to get some traction after they recorded the demo for A Thousand Trees. However, when they started discussing a tour, they were made to choose a, a new name. Stuart looking at an old gramophone. The Falcon Stereophonic called them the Stereophonics. It's a good name, Stereophonics. I like the name. Yeah, I like the name. So they played a local support gig under Catatonia, where they were approached by John Brand to become their manager, who apparently got them interest in 35 record labels. 
Imagine 35 lab- labels gunning for you. That's pretty good. Mm. In 96, they were signed to V2. They were f- they were first band to be signed to that new label and also drop the from their name as well. Okay? Word Gets Around came out in 97. They made this when they were 18. Yeah, I know. So we talked about Ash and the fact that they just left school and, and that I, I don't think or I don't remember like 18 when they made this album. So young. Yeah, it is. I didn't really realise that. No, neither did I. So I went double platinum, over 600,000 sold. They won Best New Group at the Brits in 1998. Oof. I know. Um, so Kelly, there's an article where Kelly talks about each of the, the albums. When he says this about what gets around. Haven't listened to it for a long time. When we do rehearsals for tours and stuff, we'll go back over some of the albums to hear songs we haven't done in a long time. Because some of the band members obviously weren't there at the beginning, but with Word Gets Around, it's so ingrained in me that I don't really need to listen to it. It's the album that defines who we are, where we came from, the one that diehard Stereophonics fans will probably say we'll never beat. It's that record, and it's a very important record to stamp in what we are as a band. Well said. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to talk through some of the... Because hey, one of the things I want to talk to later is their longevity as a band. Yep. It's insane and something you, to be honest, I've probably taken for granted. Performance and cocktails, I want to talk about for a second. Now, went to number one, so the first number one album that they had. It was released in 1999. Massive album. It sold three times the amount as word gets around, okay? What did you think you gave it as a rating? Not high. I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I don't like it because it's annoying. Okay. Because name of the tracks and I get just looking. Uh, Bartender and Thief. Nah. Roll up and shine. Uh, pick a parts that, that's new. I hate that. Just looking. That's a good I hate song. That. Um, I wouldn't believe your radio. I can't stand that. <sighs> what album's got Have a Nice Day on it? Because that's annoying. Jeep. It's coming up. Mm. So um, I this is one of the albums that I listen to now that I go. That is a great album. I. Everybody really, said, really enjoy that album. I said to a couple of people today, oh, doing this next episode's uh, Stereophonics. Oh. Performance and Cocktails. Nah. No. No. Like, yeah, I never like that to me. It's a performance and Cocktails. And I was like, no. Then they look at me like, I'm mental. And I'm like, no, you're the mental one. Ah. Because they love it. That's the most, po- like. I really like this album. my favourite album of all time. It's, it's a really, really good album, actually. And I, you didn't rate it too well. Give it a six. Which actually, in hearing you talk about it now, is actually quite generous. I gave it a seven, and actually, I listened to it this week, and I'm like, I think I underrated this album. It is a great album. Bartender and a Thief, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I've just got a caveat that with a, like, I'm going to talk very warmly, like warmly and lovely and amazingly about this album. I'm not a Stereophonics fan. Okay. So I've had the opportunity to see them a couple of times. I've turned it down. I don't know if I'm a huge Stereophonics fan. I like this album. It does give... I have good memories. It's weird, I know, because it reminds me of some really amazing people in my life in that particular time. I've gotten more fond of this album over the years. There are Stereophonics songs I love, like Dakota, Mm -hmm. and... There are some that I really love. I could probably take two or three songs off of a... This is a best of band for me. I could take two or three songs of a Stereophonics album and I like them. Mm-hmm. I get... I. It wears a bit thin, a whole album, mm-hmm. a lot to do with his voice. Okay. 
and I struggle. Okay. With the stereophonics, is a I'm, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't say I was a fan. I don't dislike them and I'm not like, oh, I hate them. It's not a divine comedy or anything like that. Even a suede. I think they are a great band. They seem like they're great people. They've got a great fan base. They have longevity. They talk. When you read about them in the press, they're great. They do write great songs. I just don't know if I'd put myself as a Stereophonics fan. Yeah. I understand that. I get that. Um, I probably fall into that category as well. Going through this exercise, I've come to appreciate the phonics and yeah. the career that they've had. Yeah. Yep. And I'll talk about some of the later albums and, and how much they surprised me. Um, same as you. Uh, if a phonics concert came up, I'd probably go, where's it at? How much is it? And is it a best? What, what is and we did. They were playing at the Opera House last year and we didn't go. <sighs> wow. I reckon they'd be a great live act. Like I just, it's Yeah, same as you. It's nothing against them. It's just... I've seen them. I saw them at Teen the Park. Okay. And they were great. But I don't know if I would just... When you're at a festival, it's a festival. Would I go out and see, see them? them by themselves. And probably not now, because there's too many albums of songs that I probably don't know. Yeah, okay. That could be a good thing, though, right? So... Mm. Okay. So look, my final comment on performance and cocktails is, personally, I think I underrated that album. Do I, you, but do you, you know think- what? On the flip side, on the flip side... I, th- I just saw your face when I read out that you gave it six. I think you probably would have rated it worse. So we're probably still in the same situation we are now. Actually, I wouldn't. I would have, all I would have done is give it a five. Okay, well, there you go. If I was to go any lower. I, it's, not in that, it's not in a four territory. Because I appreciate it for the album it is. It's just not... I didn't really like it at the time. Okay. This is a better album for me. Okay. Do you think then, to your point, would, rating it higher, would you have rated it higher than... than Word gets no, 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 so no. So you no. still think this is okay. yeah? I mean, don't get me wrong. When I'm when I'm marking this, it's not and it's not going to be in the top twenty. Probably not going to be in the top thirty. But I would say that performance in cocktails probably has a place in the the top fifty. But in saying that, you probably I think would have marked it back. So maybe we wouldn't be having this discussion. Shall we get into your favourite, which is Jeep? Sure. Just enough education to perform. Uh, it went to number one as well on the twenty fourth of January two thousand and one. Again, absolutely killed it, selling-wise. Um, I want to read a sort of comment here. This is from uh, the Observer Music Monthly. Tony Heyman commented on the title of the album, claiming, regardless of their level of education, the stereophonics clearly have no performing qualities whatsoever. If they are suggesting a connection between formal education and music ability... They must be four illiterate morons who were expelled from play school for being too thick. Heyman launched a rant across against the group referring to the album as musical excrement scooped unhygienically from a poorly maintained squat toilet in an area with adequate sanitation. He suggested that if it wasn't laminated, the CD insert booklet could be distributed to third world communities as toilet paper. I, don't, I wouldn't have gone that far. That is Brutal. I just don't like a couple of songs. I can. He he went nuts. All right. So I, I at this point I'm like, okay, this is a good album. It's got Mr. Writer. It's got Have a Nice Day, which is really they I hate. It. They don't like playing it. They've they've admitted it, but I actually find I quite like it. I, I hate if it. you haven't heard it for a while, I quite like it. Heaven, that would have that was nearly on my. Are you serious? Really? And that's the thing. There's a stereophonic song on my least favorite songs of all time. And then handbags and glad rags. Oh wow! Which you can't stand. Can't. 
So I actually, I'm, and that, that, so I'm listening to these three albums and I'm like, I'm three for three here. I am, I'm really enjoying this, right? I don't mind Mr. Writer. Yeah, okay. Then you get into... Stop to fill your car up. What album is that? Stop to fill my car up. The song. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Because I really like that song. Okay. You get into You Gotta Go There To Come Back, which was released in 2003, which went to number one. Uh, Didn't go too well in terms of selling, but this is when they went... Did you listen to this album? It's when they went a bit experimental. So Kelly said, I was really into soul music. It's not something I'm ashamed about. I was brought up on Stevie Wonder and I love talking book and the, all the overdubs on it. And all that freestyling Marvin Gaye thing. I'd always wanted to make a record like that and this was the first one I produced. So that's probably when I went, when I went F it, I'm just going to do it. So this is the last album to have Stuart Gable on it. Aww. He was apparently fired for not being 100% committed to the band. They replaced Stuart uh, with... Xavier Whaler, who stayed with them for eight years until 2012. My thoughts, I'm not a massive fan of this album. Um, it was actually, I was on this weak crescendo with the three albums. And then this just, I went, oh, not... Name me a couple of tracks on that, do you remember? I've actually put some good songs, but not enough to mention. Yeah, right. Um, I look, I've said it's a lot slower. So it is a lot more soulful. Um, I just, it's it's not for me, that album. Then you got Language, Sex, Violence and Others in 2005. Again, number one. They got their first number one with Dakota. It's a great song. It's a great song, okay. Kelly, to get your first number one single with Dakota in 2005 after you've lost your main band member was a severe jab in the arm. Um, Also, we took it back to a three-piece because we'd gone from a five-piece with three backing singers and eight-piece band where even I didn't know who was in the effing band anymore. So to take it back to three people again and re-energise the band, it was a a new start. Um, I've gone their back. This feels feels like they're back to form. I don't mind this album. Yeah, it feels like a bounce back to to form. Um, They did a live album, Live from Dakota. Has 20 tracks and a best of the 2005 tour. Also has a track called Jane, which is from Kelly's solo album. Only the names have been changed in 2007. Did you have a chance to listen to that? No. It's Look, it's very it's very stripped back. All of the song titles are ladies' names. And um, it's very sad and, and sort of emotional. And yeah, I'll, I'll not run back to it. But I think if you're a diehard Phonics fan, you're going to enjoy it. Pull the pin. On the 27th of October 2007. The album came out just as V2 was actually being sold. So not a lot of coverage around the album. And they went to Universal apparently, which which didn't work out. Um, it's very rocky. Didn't do very well. Did you see the album cover? It's two lips that are bright red lipstick. Yeah. with Yeah, they got hammered for that as well. Um there's some serious content in the album. The 7th of July, uh, London attacks, a boy in Kelly Street getting stabbed. Like, it's really quite a, an emotional album. Um, I, quite, I quite liked it. It got 7 out of 10 from NME, saying it's an unapolo- unapologetic rock and roll record by a band who are hard to like but impossible to ignore. Oh, no. Yeah, I knew that you would get that. That, makes, that yeah? makes sense to You me. like that? Yeah, I do. A band who are hard to like but impossible to ignore. Well done, enemy. All right. Decade in the Sun was the best of in 22nd of November 2008. It's a good best of. 
Like when you put the phonic singles up, I would imagine it would be. It's a, it's a really strong. Unless it's got hand. Okay. Keep calm and carry on. Uh, went to number eleven in November two thousand and nine. Kelly said this: "We are following a greatest hits, and the record company obviously wanted this record to do what a great, greatest hit does, and that was our biggest mistake." Universal released it in December thinking it would compete with everyone else's greatest hits and X Factor albums so it never got on the radio and it never got success. There's a handful of songs I'm really proud of but it was the wrong record company for the wrong album and it didn't really work. Um, Drowned in Sound gave it 4 out of 10. This isn't a particularly awful record, it's simply an album of typical sounding stereophonic songs. If there ever is a title that sums up the band's ambitions and career trajectory, it's Keep Calm and Carry On. Okay, um, my thoughts on it. The four from Drowned in Sound is really harsh. She's Alright, which is the intro song, is really, really annoying. But once you get past, it's got some really good songs on it. In 2010, though, really sad news about Stuart Gable. Yeah. Cable. Did you read about that? Yeah, he choked on his own vomit. Yeah, apparently choked on his own vomit, um, which is just after a night out, which is horrendous, horrible. Like it's such a waste. Yeah, and did it also like I don't like for me. I'm like that could happen to anyone. Like it could, you know. And I just could have, yeah, not not good at all. So really sad news. Um, back into the to the music, graffiti. Uh, on the Train went to number three in 2013. I really like that. Graffiti on the Train. Okay. I'll high five you, but we're not going to do it. I really, really like this album. Yeah, I did. So We share the same sun. Uh, Indian Summer, Roll the Dice, In a Moment. Oof, oh, Just that album is just great. It's a good it album. It sounds great as well. I actually didn't mind that one. Um, so James Whaler left the band in 2012 before the album. No reason was given and he was replaced by Jamie Morrison, the former drummer of the Noisettes. This is the difference. They worked with David Arnold on this album. Mm. Okay, So the three tracks, he worked with David Arnold. And for me, that comes through on the album. Because it sounds beautiful on some of the tracks. Enemy didn't like it. Four out of ten they gave it. That the first Stereophonics LP since the death of former drummer Stuart Cable is bleak isn't, isn't a surprise. I didn't feel that. But fumbling with an industrial version of their No Mess in Pub Rock on Catacomb and In A Moment, it's evident that they're trying for Queens of the Stone Age, but they come over sounding more like status quo, fronting against Ramstein's leather. <laughs> Did you feel that? I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that. I mean, I really, enjo- I really enjoyed that album. Keep the Village Alive, 2015, again, number one. We will get to it in a second, but their career... Is just phenomenal, right? No, it is. Um, Credit to them. So I really liked Keep the Village Alive. Good song, C'est la vie, I want to get lost with you. Fight or flight. The Independent said this. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't give a score, but what they did say was, the slight upturn in stereophonics fortunes afforded by the more deft songwriting of 2013, 2013's Graffiti on the Train turns out to have just been a blip in the general downward trajectory. Kelly Jones seems particularly bereft of inspiration on Keep the Village Alive with insepid lyric cliches harnessed to settings that resemble a swift rummage through an arena rock record collection. I think that's really harsh. I I really enjoyed that album too. Did you get a chance to listen to it? No. Okay. Fast forward two more years, you get Scream Above the Sounds in 2017 which went to number two. 
The song Before Anyone Knew Your Name, which deals with the loss of Cable, who died in 2010. He was 40. He's our age. It's so sad. So sad. Um, so Independent, 6 out of 10. While the U2 style arena rock impressions that dog keep the village alive persist in places here, elsewhere, Scream Above the Sounds finds Kelly Jones in more reflective mood, resulting in a more appealing balance of head and heart overall. Really good was Geronimo, All in One Night, and chances are it's a good album again. So... Nothing since 2017. They did release a new single earlier this year called Chaos from the Top Down, mm-hmm. which is on Spotify. I want to talk about the band a little bit, but what I, what I, I sort of hinted at it is the, from my part, I lost touch after the, the Jeep album. So anything past that, I've, I've not listened to. Yeah. But listening to these albums was a real pleasure, and especially Graffiti was just I like that a album. stunning album. So if you have, if you've, Obviously, we're a fan of, of Word Gets Around and you haven't listened to the phonics, my advice, go and jump straight into that album because it's fantastic. So, phonics. 20 years, 10 albums. The only album not to be in the top 10 was Keep Calm and Carry On, which got to number 11. Their last three albums were in the top three. And I've got a comment here. It's funny that you, it's funny. You don't think the phonics are a big band, but they are. Like they are. Such... There's a lot of about you read a lot about them, and it's like, you know, this like they're an uncool band, a band that people don't like, and there's a lot of that. And I go, <laughs> they've sold a lot of records for the band that people don't like. Exactly. Um, so I sort of went down a Google path, and I went, are they the most underrated? Are they one of the most underrated UK bands? So, I'd... go on. I don't know if that's the case because there's a real. I think they get the credit they deserve. But you don't want to go past that. Yeah. Okay. I think we've just got to pause because I don't think releasing 10 albums instantly makes you amazing. It's the content of the albums. Yeah. Like, I think. Like. They've got a lot of filler there in the middle, right? Okay. So, like, we've got the top... They've got the first three albums. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the first one. People will like the second and the third. Mm-hmm. Great. I like your feet on the chain, in the train. There's a lot there that, in the middle there that you go... Okay. Where people just... Oh, Stereophonics have released it. I'm, I'm going to buy it. Oh, it's not that good. Whoops. Oh, they've done it again. Buy it. Oh, God. It's not they've got, good. like... They're in the top ten all the time. They're in the top three. Because they've got the last a big fan album. base. I mean, Oasis could probably release an album with just them sitting in the living room just having a chat and it would go top ten. I'd buy it. <laughs> you would buy it. Do you know it. what I mean? Yeah, true. But, like, here, I found this article, Drowned in Sound, and this sort of summed up for me. Go Where So where exactly did it all go wrong for Stereophonics? When did they become little more than just another mainstream commodity with zero credibility? Oh. While 1999's follow-up performance in Cocktails album certainly hinted at a more commercial sound with its sales catapulting them into arena territories, 2001's Just Enough Education to Perform undoubtedly represented the band's nadir. The clumsily orchestrated riposte to the music press, Mr Writer, Mm -hmm. and Kelly Jones' ill-advised spat with reality TV puppets, (laughs) hearsay, the easiest targets for myth for real music for real people bores back then being two unnecessary occurrences at the spring to mind. Indeed, within just four years of releasing Word Gets Around, they'd become a band most people associated with BBC TV sitcom 
the office, uh. even though it was Big George's version rather than theirs that become the theme tune. Okay. Uh, there was an interview with Time magazine in 2017, and it was called Meet the Major UK Band You've Been Missing Out On in Decades, right? One of the questions was, did you ever doubt you would be able to have a career with this kind of longevity? So Richard, we never wanted to release a couple of records and be the biggest band in the world for 10 minutes. We always wanted to stand the test of time, make great music that people would want to listen to and that music lasts. We'd looked up to artists and bands that had big back catalogues like Bob Dylan, Neil Young and the Eagles. Oh, I love all them. (laughs) But But you're not them. But they're not them. I'm not them. They're just not them. Okay. Because the thing is, they're little ditties, they're little pop songs. They're not going to stand the test of time. They've not written a song like The Eagles. They haven't written a song like Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. And there was other person that you just said there. Bob Dylan, Neil Young. And Neil Eagles. Young. They've not written a song like like they they're yeah they're chart hits. They're pops like they're song like they're not. None of these songs are. They don't have a champagne supernova. Okay. They don't even have a Wonderwall. Okay, if I said to you, this is, and this is not me having a crack at the stereophonics, this is me just saying, they sell, people like, the, people like them, but they don't have that um, roll off the tongue. If I said to you, name me the biggest stereophonics, everyone will say something different. They're okay. not, they don't have that, that track that's just them. Like, Blur have those tracks, Suede have those tracks, Pulp have those tracks, Oasis, you go like that. What's your favourite stereophonics track? Mm. Oh, Thousand Trees, maybe? Like, Let's tell see. me there, tell me. Okay, what we'll do is, because we're recording this now, we talk to Travis, next week I'll get, I'll get the one-liners on, on the phonics, and let's see what people say about them. Alright, shall we get into the singles? Local Boy in a Photograph. I uh, went to number 14 in March of 1997. The video is just a band singing in a small hall. It's spliced with a boy, teenager, man doing things. I think it's that person aging as they go, like all their experience. Like it's, yep, like that. More Life's in a Tramps Fest, number 33 in May 1997. The video shows people doing everyday things. However, they've all got TVs on their head. While the band's playing in a grocery shop with no TVs on their head. A Thousand Trees went to number 22 in August of 1997. The video, which is in black and white, shows uh, the alleged person struggling. Okay, so this is where A Thousand Trees will talk about the song meaning. Yep. Right? And we'll get into that in a second. But the video is very much around the person, around the song and and how they're feeling. And Anyway. Traffic number 20, released in November 1997. It's shot in the United States and he's people watching on the phone all the people around him doing things like pretty much exactly what the traffic song is around. You ready to get into the tracks, Les? No, because I've got lots to say stuff. Whoa! Go on so then. you didn't ask me. That's why I said. I said um, so I found out, so there's two things. I found a really good article about Word Gets Around okay. by Drowning Sound. And I think this probably sums it up for me. So it said, it wasn't every day that songs about a friend's suicide, local boy in the photograph, yep. or a teacher's affair with a pupil, thousand, thousand trees, trees, would make the top 20. 
Likewise, the melancholic traffic, a song written about observing other motorists in a slow-moving traffic jam that manages to turn the most mundane situation into a fascinating kitchen sink drama across its four and a half Mm -hmm. minutes. While some of the album's less celebrated moments tackle infidelity, small size feet, mm-hmm. small town mentalities, goldfish bowl, and a typical day at a wedding, too many sandwiches, the album gets its title from the closing track, Billy Davies' Daughter, mm-hmm. which tells the story of two sisters that jumped off the Severn Bridge. Mm-hmm. In many ways, word gets around, documented the banality of everyday life, yet thanks to Kelly Jones, lyrical asides and musicmanship, he and his bandmates Richard Jones and the late Strud Cable, it's set out their stall in impeccable fashion. More importantly, unlike many records from the same era, Word Gets Around hasn't dated at all badly. It's 12 pieces sounding as breathtakingly poignant as they did back in the summer of 1997. If the band had ever made another record, oh no, if the band had never made another record, this would have been their perfect epitaph. Hmm. A record stereophonics have never bettered in two decades of trying and one they're unlikely to in however many years it takes. Oh. That f- this sums it up. It sounds refreshingly breathtakingly poignant. It still sounds fresh. They've never made a better album than that. They never will. That that I agree with that. Um, hmm. On a lighter note, though, Kelly Jones saw an article and he talked around six of his favourite albums. Oh, mm. you love doing this. Okay. I do like that. I like to see what influences mm-hmm. those artists. Mm-hmm. So, first one, Tom Waits. Orphans, Brawlers, Ballers and Bastards. Okay. Um, ACDC. Really? Back in black. Yeah, he's like, when I was a lot younger, my mother and grandmother would buy me the latest ACDC cassette for my birthday. This is a perfect album. One that you aspire to make. Now my two daughters dance on the table till you shook me all night long. Wow. Okay. Um, Catfish and the Bottle Men, The Balcony. Oh Yep I bought this recently I heard a few tracks On the radio And it stuck out Okay It's nice to hear A good songwriting On a debut album Okay good Cool Queens of the Stone Age mm. Like Clockwork This is heavy rock But there are a lot Of different textures You could put it on Again and again And find something new I Sat By the Ocean Was a really cool song Bob Dylan And Oh Mercy Okay And finally The Rolling Stones Let It Bleed because mm. um, it's got Gimme Shelter on it which is one of my favourite songs and that's one of my favourite songs wow okay Gimme Shelter by the Stones is an absolutely okay amazing song hmm. um, so that was me really that was just some interesting thing I just when I read that article in Down the Sound about Word and it was just about Word Gets Around there's a lot more to it just the part that I read I don't think I could have written a better way of describing how I feel about that album. Okay. And that's why I just wanted to share it, because they more eloquently say it than I did, <laughs> so I nicked it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, anything else? That's all. Just wanted to get that out onto the table. Okay, cool. Thank you. Songs. Shall we get into the yes. album? Starts with A Thousand Trees, Les. What's your thoughts on A Thousand Trees? This would be, in the top 20... Great start to an album. You know you've asked me those tracks? Because this just sets this album off. Yeah, we need to do that. We'll have to part that till we get through this Boo Radley's. Um, I don't know if it would be my top intro. Oh, to be it's just one of those ones. It's how I want an album to start. I want an album to start mm. by punching me right in the face. Okay. Boom. And then I'm in. I'm in now. <laughs> Come at me. Come on, bring it. 
I've had, look at that, I've actually written Good intro to the album, however, wouldn't be in my top intros It really would for me, boom Top 20, you said Top 20, I think Top 10's hard So the lyric, it only takes one tree to make a thousand matches But only takes one match to burn a thousand trees Came from the back of a matchbox of, called England, England's Glory Oft. I know, I know um, Kelly said this A thousand trees That phrase to me was about rumours spreading Around a very small town And somebody's reputation being basically burned to the ground It was a football coach Who did some very untoward stuff With younger kids He had his name celebrated in wrought iron Outside the football pitch I remember coming past that And it had been ripped down in anger So that's from Kelly himself It's a pretty full on song right? Um, the lyrics started with a schoolgirl who was running home to her mama and dad and told them she was playing in the change room. Oh, like it's hard to, to read the lyrics and not sing it. Started with the schoolgirl who was running home to her um, But yeah, the, the lyrics sort of explain the full story about what had happened. Song-wise, are you a fan of the song? Yeah, big fan. Okay, so we'll play it? Yeah. Okay. One match to burn a thousand Looks like Chaplin. Nah. Oh wow, really early. No, not a huge fan. There's only uh, three songs that I'm not massively fond of. Only two I would skip. This is one of it. Oh. I don't know. It's a the guitar in this is really good. Yeah, like it, it is. But I don't know. It's a disappointment. After that. you, I come up. I feel honestly, if they'd have gone a thousand trees, local boy, or even. If they'd have got, if they'd missed that out, if they'd have put Looks Like Chaplin as number seven, and I'd have gone Thousand Trees, More Life in the Transvest, Local Boy Traffic, boom! I'd have been like that. But you broke it. Uh, it's about an old man who lived alone down the street that walked past his house every day at the same time. Oh, like dear. kind of shuffling like Chaplin. Um, and I hear, I hear him then, I hear him, I hear them call his name and I see him turn away. Asked to use the phone, yet he lives alone. He lives alone, there's no home to phone. Sits alone, home alone calls. His home, his own wife is still unknown. So I'm not playing this. Nah. Oh, I edited that and everything. More life at a tramp's fest. <coughs> it's fun and not me. More life, more life, more life in a tramp's fest. I mean, it makes you gag. So I've put, depending on the day, I either like this or I find it really annoying. It can be annoying, but I think it's fun. It's, but the, yeah. I don't want to play this. I always get the vision of it though, like. Yeah. Gross. So apparently Kelly used to work in a fruit and veg store. And it's from his point of view, being bored by the repetitive nature of his job. And the over the, over the top fuss made by customers around, you know, little things like apples or something like that. And the lack of vigour for everyday life. Um, I, like I said, I either like this or I don't, depending on the day. Don't want to play it, but I want to move on. Is that all right? Okay. Local boy in a photograph. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about this song. So, this to me is the phonics at their best. Agreed. Um, I, I actually do really like his voice in it, because to be honest with you, I'm not a massive fan of it. Sometimes it gets a bit annoying. Mm -hmm. um, look, it's about suicide. That's obviously sad. Mm -hmm. um, but... I honestly, this is one of my favourite 
stereophonic songs. I know. So I really like the songs. Really sad, and this this is. There are a lot of personal themes in yeah, this album, yep. um, which I didn't know, obviously, until I started doing this. So it's based on the true story of local boy Paul David Bogus, who was killed by a train travelling between two villages in Wales. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of, lot of talk online about what the actual incident was, and there's some personal stories from people who are connected um, to Paul. So it's, it's really, really quite sad. Um, the lyrics A pebble beach were underneath a pier Just been painted red Where I hear the news for the first time And all the friends lay down the flowers Sit down on the banks and drink yeah, for hours yeah, Talk of the way they saw him last Local boy in the photograph Amazing. He'll always be 23 Yet the train runs on and on Past the place they found his clothing I mean Boom. Wow I mean that's just fantastic writing Really poignant song and it's, it's just a, it's, what did you call it? Phonics at their best. It is. Let's play it. Traffic. Love the song. Love it. I'm Love with it. you. Comes at the right time. Okay. So in the album, change of tempo is yep. needed because yep. it's been a bit hectic. Yep. Um, and I feel that this, they, I feel like song position. This is great. So, change of tempo, really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realise it was about that, like the mon- like traffic. I, I honestly, it's called traffic, but that mundane whole part when I read it, I hadn't really given it much thought. Yeah, it's a really clever song actually. Yeah. He's he's stuck in the car, and basically just people watching thinking. Where are they going? What are they doing? What's in their car? Why is that person dressed like that? Um, it's like, wait tables for a crook, wrote a hardback book. You teach kids how to read, sell your body on the street, a nurse without a job, another uptown snob, but have you? Have I got you wrong? One look and you were gone. It's really clever. Really clever. Um, pretty ironic when I'm stuck in peak hour Sydney traffic coming to your house to do this podcast and I've got yes, that on. I... Really enjoy this song. Yeah, me too. Okay. Is anyone going anywhere? Everyone gotta be somewhere. Not up to you. One of my favourites on the album. Oh my god. Me and you tonight. Oh, I forgot how good this was. This is an amazing song. It hooks you from the start. Excellent drum loop. Brilliant, brilliant song. Um, Might even be my favourite on the album. uh, Yeah, I'm probably with you on that. Um, It's an amazing song. Playing it? Yeah. Not up to me, not up to you. Check my eyelids for holes. Nah, I hate it. Good song, bit annoying. Least favourite song on the album. Get it gone. Bye what bye. is it? Who why Why it? don't you like it? Because it's really annoying. Okay. Um, it's a bit weird. Uh, the check ta- my eyelids, check for holes. Skip. Uh, yeah. 
So the title of the track comes from a late stereophonics drummer Stuart Cable falling asleep in a bar. When the barman asked the group to leave, lead singer Kelly said, it's alright, he's just checking his eyelids for holes. Okay. Uh, look, I, I tried to find the meaning in this song. Like, actually, what did it actually mean? And there's everything from oral sex to dealing with fame. Like, and I just, I, could, I went, I was like, trying to find out, I couldn't figure it out. Jeez, I'm not that's gonna, a big step. That's what I'm saying, it's a big... People were talking about it. Anyway, I'm not going to play that. No. Same size feet. I go into a wee lull now for the next couple of tracks. I'm with you. I am yeah, with you on like... this. So it's about an affair that ends in a death. Oh, Quite morbid, really. Um, okay, I want to talk to you. When you listened to this song, what did it remind you of? Oh. The guitar was the guitar specifically. Matt, I've heard that. I, I've heard that. I don't know. And I got it, and I went and listened to the song, and I went, "You've nicked it." What? So the guitar loop is from Oasis, Hindu times. It's well, then that means that Oasis have nicked them. Yes, that's my point. That's what I mean. Oasis nicked it. Okay. So what I want you to do? Listen to this. Okay. And go straight to Oasis Hindu times. It is. The exact same guitar loop. Right. Okay. Um, God, scraping the barrel there, Oasis. Oh, God. Stop it, you. So, um, lyrics, it looks like the words got around. They found a body in the lake. Maybe it wasn't really his name. Same colour, same weight, same size feet. It's the not knowing that kills you. <sighs> Don't want to play it. Nah. Last of the big time drinkers. Like, I don't mind. It's kind of fun, like, but in the lyrics, no, I don't know, I get... It's a foot tapper. It's a foot, yeah, it is. Um, makes me laugh a bit, last of the big time drink, but it's not a great song. There's whistling in it, too. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was like, I was listening to the album a few times, I went, wait a minute, is that whistling? Um, so this is from a quote I've taken from Song Meanings, right? From a guy called Johnson1506. Could be a girl. Yes, this song is really about drinking and maybe a bit more. Again, we have an insight into the South Wales Valleys. In my local, there's a number of people whose lives apply to the song. They have their own glasses too and spend all weekend on the piss before going back to the factory on a Monday morning when I hear... When I hear the song, I conjure up images of working men's clubs across mm. the valleys being full of this sort of people on a Friday afternoon. The problem is that they're there all weekend. And what Kelly is trying to say is there are thousands of people who live to get pissed on the weekend. That's their highlight of their life. That is what they live for. But they're not alcoholics. No comment? Not really. Okay. Last of the big time drinkers. Shall we play it? Nah. We're not playing it. Goldfish Bowl. I want you to play Goldfish Bowl. Oh, come. Do this every time. Throw me. So, do you know, did you pick up on how many times the word goldfish turns up on this album? No. I did today, right? And I'm like, ah, there's goldfish again. There's goldfish again. And I think, I think my reason for that is they're from a small town, right? We are from a small town, right? And that's why this song resonates. Right. And okay. that's why I don't live there now. So. This is about living in a small community where everyone knows everyone and everyone sticks to their routine. To me, this reminds me of back on. Yeah, that's not for me. But I'm still playing it. Yeah, it is, but that's why I like the song. It kind of resonates because I think that 
there's something really comforting about it. Okay. As in, when I go home, back to my, like back to when I'll do it at Christmas. Oh yeah. There's something really warm and comforting about it. It's Absolutely. Like, it's it's easy and you fall back into it, but I couldn't do it for ages because yep. you remember why you kind of left. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I resonate with the song. I don't know if I like the song as much musically, or I just... Resonate with it. Yeah, that. it's weird. You don't have to play it then if you don't want to, but I just think it's one on the album that I that always sticks with me. Yeah, it makes me... It does make me pang a little bit, with, like hearing you talk about going yeah, back, so play actually. Yeah, so play it. Okay, Goldfish Bolt. Too many sandies. <laughs> Too many sandwiches. It's okay. It's about a wedding. It's right? fun. It's all about the stuff that goes down at a typical yeah, wedding. Yeah, it's a fun song. It's not a bad song. Do you like it? I actually don't mind it. I like it. I've got down to play yeah, it. Yeah, I don't skip it. Okay. Let's play it. The blue is has got their chairs. The band's too loud. They're off downstairs. What a We end on Bill Davies' daughter. I bet this is not your final hurrah, is it? It's not a hurrah, is it? It's the opposite it's of hurrah. It's a really, really sad song. Really sad song. I've put beautiful and haunting. Now you mentioned it was two. I thought it was just the one girl who had. Suicide. Yeah, I thought it was two. Okay, Bill just Davies you said daughters. That. But it's Bill Davies' daughter. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's Billy Davies' daughters, and we're together. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going crazy. I should have just given you the whole lyrics, and you could have just sung every song. No, it's one. It's, it's a really sad song. I remember when they found her, Billy Davies' daughter. Word yes. gets around. Word gets around. Bill Davies' second daughter. I know what's what. Threw herself to dirty water. Billy's left with nothing but a dream. I tell you, you got to credit the phonics. This is some some really great writing. How do you feel about that as an ending, though? Be honest, because it's a great song, so we're going to play it because we'll take it out, and that's fine. I. Really like this song. I really was dying for to talk to you about this. Go on. Because this takes your final hurrah and shove it so far <laughs> that it's this. But I genuinely love the way it ends on that song because I'm done. Like I feel like there's been a wee story. So you've been like you're up and about. There's a thousand trees. Look a boy in the photograph. They're sad songs. Look, and then you end it on that. You're kind of done. You feel like you've lived with them for like, been like a day in the life of the stereophonics. Like you feel like you've lived these stories with them and it ends. Because I don't know after that song, if there was another song, I don't know if I'm ready for, I don't know what it would be. How would you, what would come next? You have to end it with that. I think you're right. Because what comes after that? You're like, whoa, like you're spent. You're done. You're done. You know it's the end of the album as well. That was another caveat of yep. the old uh, criteria. Is it... No, no. See, for me... and the, the So this is my other thing about the Final Horizon, which I forgot to mention. Final Horizon to me are some of the, if not part of my favourite songs on albums, right? 
You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when we talk through that list, I'm like, you know, the Grassman, the Champagne Supernova, all this stuff. Like they're amazing, amazing songs that I could just create a playlist of just my fit. This wouldn't be on there. It's a good song. Tells me it's the end of the album. Beautiful, has meaning. It's not what I'm looking for in an end to an album. Oh no. But you know what I mean? That's that's just I know you'd say that. Okay. <laughs> no, I just wanted to see you But it's a like... lovely song. Really nice song. Um, so we'll play it to take it out of the album. Yeah. Okay, cool. Podcast. Um, reviews? Oh, lovely. Phonics. You either love them or you hate them. Yeah, you do. Don't you, you really do. Not many threes, of, threes out of five. Okay. Starman, two out of five. There are so many reasons to hate this croaky voice dad rock, and I'm not particularly <laughs> proud about owning this album, but Local Boy in a Photograph is still a great track. Moldy Mold. That's a real name. Three out of five. This is a case of simple songs done really well. I can see people hating this band because the phonics are popular, which which makes them uncool or whatever, and it's stripped down to basic music. Fact is, the vocal melodies on top of the basic guitars bring this album to life. It's catchy and memorable, which is a talent in itself. His voice isn't too growly on this album. It got worse through time. Mm-hmm. I feel that this this is their best album. Let's face it, they're awful now. Which I disagree with. Okay. Uh, it Bites, 5 out of 5 Another great vocalist from Wales Two in one decade, it must be some type of record The first time I saw the phonics I was crying into my beer Oh, oh why? Where did a bloke who looked so young Find a bourbon soaked voice like that Oh His voice is See? great And it's matched by the quality of the songs Brilliant, sharp Tuneful, rocky tunes delivered with real verb. There isn't an ounce of fat on this album, and despite plenty of tries since, they haven't come close to making an album as satisfying as this. Last one, International Debris, 5 out of 5. Phonics may have become a deeply unfashionable band over the following years, but word gets around as an album that deserves to be heard, divorced from that image. While the post-Britpop years at the end of the 20th century are often associated with the bland acoustics of Star Sailor and Athlete, for a year or two at least, the Phonics offered an alternative with their blend of humble, honest, anthemic indie rock, a genuine keeper. How do you feel about that? Mm. Star Sailor and Athlete was thrown out there. What do you think you give us a rating? Seven. Seven and a half? Ooh, better than I thought. What do you think I gave? Eight. Seven and a half. Oh, we gave the same. We gave the same. We did. Didn't see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) Phonics. Stereophonics.com. They're at Stereophonics on Twitter. They are not touring at the moment. Would you go and see them if they came? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what we've just been through. You know, I reckon if I said, come on. If they did. Opera House. Me and you. If they did Word Gets Around Tour. 20 years, 25 years. No, I'd like to hear some of the other stuff. Because they play the ones I don't like. I'd like to... I'd have to walk out at Handbags and Glad Rags and um, have a nice day and that other nonsense bartender. Oh, okay. all right. Number 19. You ready? You I, don't, I don't know. This is good. This is all good. It's all good. It's all good. Trust me on this one. It's all, all good. All right. Number 19. And it's one of your favourites... Just from where they are from. It's a Scouse band. Cast. <laughs> the album? The f- oh, well, it better be all change. It's all change. You are 
bang on. Number 19. my head. but the only girl that me red. me there. Had it on cassette, and casts were guilty of it because they had one side longer than the other. Boom, you bet I got the sellotape out for that cassette. Oh, dear God. <laughs> That's all I remember from having Cast. that album. Oh, change. Now, let's... Can't wait to talk about cast. Have a wee... Think about... <laughs> we're going to feel about this. Has this aged well? I'm worried. You thought you've got a concern around it not aging well? I think so, I don't know. Okay. I do remember though, actually, let's just stop for a sec. I do remember them being a surprise package when we were doing the ratings. Mm-hmm. I do remember going, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I'll eat that. Okay. okay. So I'm hoping that that remains. Given what we've listened, like we've listened to so much music since we started this. Mm-hmm. Well, I still think that we Let's, will find out. We will find. Stay tuned. Um, Don't ever do that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're done. So tweet us Facebook at Britbot Banter. Send us uh, your guilty pleasures to BritbotBanter at gmail.com. If you are liking some new music that you think we need to play, tweet your band. Get them in touch with us. We would love to play it in an upcoming episode. Yes. Les, done. Aye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. He dreams.